Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, this has been the worst week yet with coronavirus. In fact, the show tonight is going to be all coronavirus. What else is there to talk about? It's the ultimate for you and me, for all of us. It is life and death. Okay, very bad. Uh, in our discussion tonight, we're going to travel to spots in Europe, Washington, D.C., the Lincoln Memorial, Utah, uh, Disney World, Florida, Kent State University, Russia, and Saudi Arabia. How's that? Pretty good. I never get through them all, but that's where I intend to go this evening. Let's start this way, and I'm talking about the coronavirus problem and the lack of ability, intelligence, proper attention to the problem by our esteemed leader, Donald Trump. First of all, let me make the observation that we are a leaderless nation adrift in a crisis. We are a leaderless nation adrift in a crisis. Can you argue about it? Look at all the people dying every day. My God, did you ever see something like this? Anyhow, let's hear some of the gems of wisdom that have occurred today. This is today I'm going to be talking about initially. The task force, we have been told. Trump is getting rid of the task force. It has achieved whatever purpose it had, which means it's no longer a proper uh, platform for Trump to run for re-election on, uh, where he can lie to us about this, that, and everything else concerning coronavirus. Uh, It's gone. It's gone. He's going to replace it with an economic task force because he believes that the health of the nation is not dependent on, on killing coronavirus, but rather on bringing the economics, the economy of the nation back. We've got to have a stock market that's booming, factories being productive, people working, making money, people spending money. But, you know, I'll tell you what bothers me about all that. Uh, how can we achieve all those things that he wants to do? And that's why he keeps pushing to reopen the economy. Uh, if the people are sick and dying. Because... As these people are being pushed back onto the streets, as they're getting upset with lockdown, staying at home, six feet distance and walking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to get sick. Uh, The numbers have already started to turn. They're going back up. And I predicted this two weeks ago. Uh, I say within a week to two weeks, the numbers are going to go drastically up, and everybody's going to say what happened. And what happened, my friends, were you listen to that ass in, in Washington, D.C., and to those political leaders, those governors who said it was all right. And it's all right for them because they've got financial interests in these things. It's not all right, or political interests. It's not all right for you because you just want to exist. You want to live. You want to go to work, support your family, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not going to be able to do it because you're going to get sick. And when you get sick, you may die. The numbers are significant. Uh, Now, the economy. Uh, The economy is not going to do anything to kill the virus. It will not correct the virus. I think the virus will overcome the economy. That's simple, all right? 
And again, dying people, dying and sick people can't work, okay? Can't work. Remember that. And that's what's going to happen. Mark my words. We're only two weeks away when we're going to start seeing this. Uh, they can't work longer. They can't work successfully. We're going into stuff we've never seen before. You think what's been is bad, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse because we've had poor leadership from day one. I blame Donald Trump. Poor leadership. He refused to accept the problem and then did not deal with the problem properly, all right? To him, it was just take an injection. Give yourself a shot of Clorox and you'll be all right. Not the way to do things. That's voodoo medicine. And that's what he was trying to sell the country and is still trying to sell the country because he wants to be the one that's going to save not only the United States, but the entire world. He wants to say to everybody, I came up with the vaccine. I came up with the solution. Not going to happen. In fact, if he's, he's lucky if he doesn't come down with it himself. Everybody's going to get touched at some point or another. Chris Christie. I admired Chris Christie when he was governor of New Jersey, and even thereafter. Uh, he was a, an opinionated person. Most of what he said made sense to me. Uh, he was right on, no bullshit. <clears throat> I had to respect him. It was right from the shoulder. Uh, he was on TV today. And let me tell you something. This guy should never run for office again. He would be one of our worst leaders. Here's what he said. He said, the economy must come back now. Beginning now, the economy must come back. Now, to do so, people have to die. World War I was a crisis. People died. World War II was a crisis. People died. This is what he's saying today. And he says, now to save the country, they did this. People died during those two wars to save our country. And to save our country now, people are going to have to die. It's the same thing. And if it takes 3,000 people a day dying, so be it. That is the sacrifice that some must make. Okay? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't like his train of thought. <laughs> I don't want to die because of some other people who did things wrong or all of a sudden have a perverted sense of thinking like Chris Christie. Uh, it's going to be every man for himself, every person for themselves soon. If I've got to have people out there, political leaders, governmental leaders, saying some of you have to die so the rest can live. Did you ever hear about this before in the, the history of the United States? Is this the way we've been constructed? This is, is this the way we've been thought to think? A war is one thing, but fighting a disease is another, especially when the disease has been mishandled from day one by our political leader in Washington, Donald Trump, and his Republican supporters in the Senate. Okay? Uh, people didn't mind dying in the war, World War I and World War II. It was the thing to do, not the thing to do to die, but it had to be done. It was the only way by going to battle you could solve the problem. Here... By permitting people to die so the economy thrives, you're only helping the economy. You're not helping the people. It makes sense. We need both. But before you can have a good economy again, 
You have to have a sound working force, people who are healthy. And we've got to come up with the vaccine. We've got to come up with the cure. We've got to do what we're told. Or I don't know where the hell we're going. I am worried. Which now brings me to Donald. I call him Donald because I like, I've always called him Donald. I like respect for this man. Uh, even presidents that I did not agree with, I, I respected. They were my president. They were our president. This man has never been entitled to respect, in my opinion. The, he's never done a good job. He's never done anything right. And how many times has he lied to us? In excess of 16,000 times in three and a half years. And nobody cares. I don't understand this. People don't care. I I sometimes think I'm a voice in the wilderness because I take these things to heart. They're serious uh, to me. They're serious. Well, what does he do? He tells the governors, you're doing a great job, okay, uh, by letting people out, by Uh, doing away with lockdowns, don't worry about distances, let them go to the beach, open the restaurants, factories open, jobs open, stores open, people have to go back to work. Because he knows if we don't have a thriving economy in the fall, he ain't going to get reelected. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about the people. He's selfish. He cares about his own reelection. So that that's what he's up to. Now, what I don't understand, he's telling the governors, you're doing a great job. I understand what you're doing. I'm supporting you when you let the people out. You tell them, leave your houses, go do what you want, go to the beach, et cetera, go to the movies. Uh, because don't you remember two weeks ago, they put out a set of White House guidelines that should be followed. And people like Fauci and everybody else in the medical field say if these guidelines are followed, we'll get out of this thing. But none of these governors are following the White House guidelines. If it says White House guidelines, it has to be Donald Trump's guidelines. He's the guy who lives in the White House. I don't understand. I don't understand his thinking. Let's talk about deaths here. This is wonderful. Number of deaths. Uh, there, there has. Let me start this way. This is this says it all. And if this doesn't ring a bell with those who don't agree with me, I don't know what will. Two months ago, March first, March first, we had less than 100 deaths in this country due to the virus. Two months later, today, we have in excess of 70,000. That's in two months, 70,000 people die. This thing moves fast. You know, it's, it's like a railroad engine, not a control, just going a couple hundred miles an hour down the track. At some point, it's going to hit something and stop. Uh, it, it, it's a speedball. It's a rocket, but no control. And it just goes faster and faster and faster. We've never seen anything like this. I don't know if the flu epidemic of 1918 was this way, uh, it was very, very bad, uh, as I've read, but I don't know. I, I, I wasn't there. I'm glad. I'm sorry I'm here now, but since I am here for this virus, this epidemic, I don't want to leave, <laughs> okay? That's the way it is. But anyhow, um, we've had that dramatic rise, 70,000 deaths in two months. Here's what's going to happen now. There are what they call models, models, uh, experts, doctors, scientists, 
political figures, accountants. They put together these programs based on data to date that they have, and they decide what's going to happen in the near future here, okay? Now, two new models came out this past week. Uh, one was a new White House model. It's done by with the cooperation of FEMA. So it's the White House FEMA model. And here's what they said. With regard to deaths, we are presently experiencing 1,750 deaths a day. By June 1st, the death number will be up to 3,000 a day. Not my number. This is the White House's number. This is FEMA's number. I assume Donald knew about this. It's his number. Okay? It's going to go from 1750 a day now, and we're less than a month away till June 1st, to 3,000 people a day dying. That's a 70% increase in about three and a half weeks. Also, this, this next number blows my mind, and this number again is out of the White House FEMA model that came out this week. As to the new cases, we are presently getting in this country 25,000 new coronavirus cases a day. Okay? By June 1st, less than a month away, 25,000 new cases a day now. 200,000 cases a day. That's the projection in the White House FEMA model. 200,000 new coronavirus cases. I mean, they want me to die because I'm 84 years old. How many many people are you going to kill with these numbers, okay, so the economy can get better? With these numbers, the economy ain't going to get better. It will be impossible to get better. Sick people, dying people can't work. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now, and the reason that the numbers are going to go up, and this isn't what I thought or what I think. This is what the White House and FEMA say in their model plan, is the reopening of the economy is going to cause the numbers to rise dramatically, not because it's such a terrible disease, but we're in the process of reopening the economy, and in order to do so, some more additional people than normal have to get sick and die. Which now brings me to a second model that came out last week. Perhaps, at least from my uh, perspective, a more reliable one, but (laughs) no more. (laughs) No more. The numbers are all the same, basically. They're crazy. This was done by the University of Washington. has an institute for health, metric, and evaluation. Health, metric, and evaluation. University of Washington. They came out with a new model last week. They said, by the beginning of August, we now have 70,000 today deaths, by the beginning of August, there would be approximately 135,000 deaths, 135,000 deaths. That's a doubling from now, roughly, almost a double from today. And they say that the reason for this, the reason for this doubling in deaths and the increase in the the virus, obviously. There are a couple of reasons. One is the rising mobility in the United States. What does rising mobility mean? It means that people are getting out of their houses and they're going out, they're going to the beach, they're going to restaurants, some states they're going to movies, Uh, they're walking together, not being six feet separate. 
and what they're doing by doing this is they are increasing they are increasing the opportunity for the virus to infect more people because it's, it's going to, the virus is going to be able to jump around. People are closer. More people are out there so they can be attacked, okay? And the virus is going to have a field day. You're going to eat big time. They also say that they also said the University of Washington in this institute model that the easing of social distances, the measure six feet, is a big thing that is going to contribute to the increase in the virus attacking and, in so many instances, killing people. Uh, I read somewhere, I can't tell you where, I can't recall right now, but it comes to mind. Do you recall in the middle of March, six weeks ago, in the middle of March, we were seeing on television and in the newspapers pictures of hospital corridors with gurneys, with sick bodies lying on them, one after another, congestion, both sides of the hall and the, hall, and the hallways. Uh, well, the length of walls on both sides, and these were people who had coronavirus. There was no place to put them. The hospitals were overcrowded. A lot of these pictures were New York City. Cuomo has done an excellent job. Got to give the guy credit. Uh, he's made the turn. Not home yet, maybe pushing for second base, uh, but he's got the hospitals out of the hallways in New York City. That's going to come back. That's going to come back even worse than it was six weeks ago, and it'll be here in six weeks. I, you may think I'm crazy. We're going to find out if I'm wrong. I'll admit it. You can write to me. People write to me every day. Some say you're, you're nuts. Some say you're a horse's ass. Some say you're right, Lewis. Whatever it is, I'm happy to hear from you. Uh, but that's what's going to happen. Now, Donald, Donald Trump I'm talking about, of course. Donald, if you recall, uh, ooh, what was it, a month ago, maybe not even that far, three weeks ago, he says they had some figures now as to how many would die because of the coronavirus. And he says it's going to be something like 180 to 240 million people, 180 to 240 million people. My God, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's more than half our country. <laughs> uh, no, thousand. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, not million. Lewis, I get carried away. I apologize. Uh, 180 to 240,000 were going to die. Well, about 10 days ago, he started saying, well, you know, we've been doing good. Uh, we've been working hard, and the numbers are coming down. We think now it's going to be 50,000 that are going to die, uh, and not that much. And that's a victory, in effect, he was intimating and suggesting. Then a couple of days ago, he says, well, it's going to be 60,000 now because, the, you know, we got more cases. Doesn't say why we have more cases to suggest why. And he said, that's still good because it's better than 180,000 to 240,000, all right? And then he said Sunday night when he was sitting there in front of Abraham Lincoln, he said, we're probably going to have 75." to 100,000, okay? But he says even 100,000 is better than 180 to 240,000 deaths. 
So he's always minimizing and claiming victory. He accomplished something, even though the numbers are still grotesque, even at 100,000 or 75,000. We're obviously going to go past 75,000 if we're at 70-something thousand today. And just less than a week ago, what were we at? 60,000. It's amazing how fast this thing is moving. I want to talk about the effect that the virus has had on real estate in Europe. Real estate in Europe. And I'm going to talk about commercial real estate. You have to recall that Europe got hit with the virus before we did. Was it a month early? Was it six weeks early? I don't know. It's probably like a month, but I'm not sure, all right? But with the way this virus moves, even a month, you know, is big time. Okay, so here's what happened. Some of the countries in Europe did the right thing. They paid attention, just like South Korea did, and they're, they're, they're coming along well. Other countries didn't, and they're getting the shit knocked out of them just as we are. Remember, my friends, that we are the greatest nation in the world, the United States of America. We had the best medicine in the world. No one's ever disputed this. And yet, who has the most cases of coronavirus and who has the most deaths? There is no country that even compares to the numbers we have. And we have the best medical system in the world. We screwed up. Not because the medical system sucked, but because our political leader, Donald Trump, sucked, and he didn't pay attention to the medical experts and still does not. Anyhow, getting back to the commercial real estate, we're talking about retail property, office property, and industrial property. When you talk retail property, all right, when you talk retail property in Europe, you're talking small businesses. You're not talking somebody's home. You're talking small businesses. You're talking the stores, for example, not the big ones, the smaller stores in a shopping mall. You're talking the one, two, three, four employee store, the mom, pop businesses. Those are what they're talking about. And all in those three areas, okay, uh, in one month, okay, in the month of March, in one month, the figures fell dramatically as to the value of these properties if they were, someone tried to sell them. Uh, now, let me approach this this way. In America, we still buy and sell the same way. Let's say I have a house for sale. I want a million dollars. You come, you offer me $800,000. We negotiate. We sell at nine or nine and a quarter, Okay. And that's the sale price. They don't do it that way in Europe anymore. And it's only because in the last few months the coronavirus made it impossible. What they have is a, they call it a wide bid, wide bid, okay? And the seller says, I want this much. And the buyer says, I'll pay you this much. And there's a huge difference between the two, okay? Uh, It could be on a million-dollar property, for example. It might be 600 is the offer, 1 million is the demand, and you know what's happening? What's happening, based on the news reports I read, that the selling bid, okay, the buying bid, rather, the selling bid, the number at which the property is sold, is closer to what is offered 
than what the owner wants, closer to what is offered than what the owner wants, because the value of real property has dropped dramatically. Now, here's how it's dropped in those three areas in Europe. In one month, the month of March, retail property, small businesses, 15.1%, the price, the sales prices we're talking about. Office properties, office buildings, 6.6%. Industrial properties, these are the factories, they're still doing pretty good. They're down a little bit. They're only down 0.7%. That's not even 1%. Little trend down, but they're big, and they're still operating, if they are operating, because we see what's happening with uh, industrials here in this country. And that is the story of what's going to happen with our real estate here in a short period of time. I am absolutely convinced that six months from now, prices are going to be down dramatically to buy and to rent. Uh, And I'm just talking about Key West. That's all I know. Uh, But it's going to be all over the country. It's going to be all over the world. We are going into a recession. We may already be in it. Okay. I want to talk about sewage, sewage, sewage. About two months ago, I wrote an article in my morning blog about when you flush the toilet after you defecate, put the top down, put the lid down on the toilet. And the reason is, uh, if you have the virus, it's in your shit, put it simply. Even though you don't know you got the virus, it's still in your shit. And when you flush the toilet, a plume emits something you can't see. But there's a vapor that rises from the flushing toilet. Depending on the age of the toilet, the older toilets are worse. As high as 15 feet, most are 4 or 5 feet. But when they go up, you know, what goes up comes down. It doesn't come straight down. It dissipates to the sides. So it contaminates maybe the sink, a wall, something. Something you're going to touch, a hairbrush. So the word was, as I understood it two months ago, and I said, Put the lid down on your toilet, they're saying, before you flush it. Well, it just came out yesterday that certain uh, laboratories, scientists, are recommending that sewage be tested for purposes of determining the extent the virus is affecting a particular area. Right now, the way we are doing it is with testing. But we don't have enough test kits or testing process. We're not testing that many people. Tell me where in this country we have even tested 10% of the population in an area. We're not doing it. So our data is not accurate. We don't know. But they say if you take the sewage and we can test the sewage for the coronavirus. And based on that, we can come up with a figure that is pretty close to and pretty accurate as to where the virus is going in a particular area, where it is going to accelerate suddenly. Pretty smart. So they're sailing, put the lids down on your toilet when you flush. Don't hang your head over it, 15 feet in some toilets. That thing comes right up into your face. You don't even know you're getting it. All right, some questions. I get comments to my blog. As I said, some people like me, some people don't like me. They don't like what I, how I think. They don't like how I talk. They like my, my, my thought process, etc. I love it. As long as they read it, I love it because I think controversy is important to everything. Anyhow, uh, here are some comments that have been in there recently insulting to our president. 
but they've been in there. I, I don't write these things. Uh, one was Trump. When his lips move, he's lying. When his lips move, he's lying. Came from a woman somewhere. And another one wrote in the last few days, when Obama was president, we could go outside. Think about it. Whoever wrote this was correct. When Obama was president, we could go outside. Now, another one was, Trump is a creative thinker. I like creative thinker because as the death numbers go up, the death tolls go up, Trump tries to cast the increase in deaths as an achievement. Just think about it. Went from 50 to 60 to 70,000. It's going to go to 100. He said even at 100, it's still a victory because it could have been 240. Do you see what I'm saying? Everything he does, even though it's a negative, he tries to paint as an achievement, falsely so. That, my dear friends, is the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, I'm concerned and I'm worried. I hope you are, too. We're facing very, very dangerous times, especially when people like Chris Christie doesn't care if some people have to die. And the older you are, my friends, you're going to be one of them. Uh, Okay. Uh, Again, I thank you for joining me. Remember to read my blog in the morning. I read a blog every morning. It takes me five hours to write it. It takes you three minutes to read it. And it's like this show here. I, I talk about similar things in rant and rave in writing instead of orally. Uh, keywestlou.com keywestlou.com otherwise thank you for joining me I look forward to being with you again next